Hello, welcome to Chapter 3 Podcast, the show for readers of science fiction, fantasy, and romance. This is Season 2, Episode 32, our very final episode of the season. And in honor of it, we have all three of us in the same live stream. It's so exciting. Bethany allowed us to be reunited. We're reunited, (laughs) finally, yeah. Um, So... For in, in honor of the end of the year, we're going to be talking about our best and worst books of the year. Favorites we read, least favorites. I'm sure it's going to get spicy, so buckle in. It's going to be fun. <laughs> what was that face? <laughs> I, I was playing with my ring light and being like, I feel like I look like a ghost next to you guys. And I was like, let me try a different tone. And I was like, now I look like I have jaundice. So I was like, let's go back to the original. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I didn't know if you were like, that doesn't sound like it's going to be fun at all. Nope. I was like, oh, okay. I'm just- <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so why don't we start with... Uh, well, what should we start with? Do I, I feel like I have less least favorites than well, did we, most favorites. Did we agree that we're going to go back and forth? We're going to alternate, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to alternate. So, I mean, we can start with the best. I feel like I have more best than worst. Okay. Let's start with the best. Uh, we'll start positive and end positive. We'll bookend yeah. it with bests and do... Let's yeah. do that. You know. I think that makes and which sense. are negatives. Uh, Liana, you want to start? Uh, wait, we're starting with good or bad? We're <laughs> good. Forget. um uh i don't uh like are we going like in any kind of like progressively better progressively worse or just like random however you choose to do it i am not yet prepared to do progressives so once i start talking about the cuckoo i will not stop so then i should probably say starting you can put that for the end (laughs) what is to come (laughs) yep uh so let i'll uh okay um someone asked me to do like they did a video collaboration where they like asked a bunch of people their favorite of the year so far halfway through the year so my favorite of the year up until that point in like you know june or whatever um was paper menagerie by ken leo um i was just so on my list okay yeah (laughs) i did but i warned you bethany that it would be an emotional experience this one was i did a tbr swap um with someone and they uh did not warn me (laughs) an emotional experience um and so yeah i i read it all in one day which i do not recommend um Mm -mm. i cried a lot i cried go put that on the don't read list so much and and then the stories that don't make you cry they are still upsetting they're just not a cry kind of upsetting. i've heard they're more one like story a, from that book, oh man that's so I, effed up it was and it was a lot it was a lot yeah so like i mean it's it's amazing and the the variety on display mm-hmm. that like ken liu shows himself capable of in this book is also astounding and it's not just variety in subject matter because there's a lot of that but it's variety even in the like style of the prose um so some of it is like quite like modern and technical and some of it is like archaic and fairy tale-esque sounding and some of it is like short and to the point and some of it is this like kind of i mean it's short stories but there are some like long and sprawling short stories it is a masterpiece yeah i yeah it's worth the tears (laughs) just be warned if you're already like in an upset mood this won't help <laughs> or it might you know sometimes it if you're like could be if, you, you know, if, so what i need to get it out 
this is yeah when you're looking for like a a crying trigger just read paper menagerie good to go that's also like beautifully written and has like important themes and stuff yeah i I mean since we're talking about it i'll go too because like it's my pick bethany you're not allowed to talk about it but i already had it in my stack (laughs) but i talked about it first Fine. All right, children. I'm still talking about it. I have tabs. No. I think I'm doing badly on my performance email. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, but seriously, this book's amazing. My uh, patrons voted on it to be something I vlogged for them. So, okay, same. Was... Okay. The I guess vlog was just... just me crying. The <laughs> yes crying oh and gushing that was basically the whole vlog i think that's true i think people are like we know what this is going to do to you and we want to see it documented um but yeah so i i don't cry in that many books and i think i cried like five times reading paper menagerie <laughs> it's so good but it's also just so smart and beautiful and ken Liu's mind is amazing yeah it's it's incredible and he does everything right you've got like fantasy sci-fi historical fiction with speculative elements like i just he he definitely leans more towards sci-fi and history and not so much fantasy um right which is funny because like his main other his main other series is a fantasy series but that fantasy series i don't know if either of you has read the dandelion dynasty not yet but i want to because the Dandelion Dynasty is also like it is the most sci-fi fantasy series. It is the most historical fiction fantasy series. Like I was like, I stand when I said he's mainly sci-fi and historical fiction, I maintain that even for his fantasy series. <laughs> I'm excited. I like a good sci fantasy, so I mean there is a crap load of engineering. And like it is cool because he um has as much as that's possible like actually workshopped what he's talking about to confirm Mm -hmm. that this would actually work the way he thinks that it does so he's like made the machines that he describes and in and made the like most like some stuff is like fantasy because it it does rely on something that doesn't exist you know like a creature that's magical or something so he can't obviously have tested that but like the stuff that's like you know a a gadget or something that's invented there's a lot of that in the dandelion dynasty and he describes all of it and explains all of it which like it's a lot but also I'm like, but you're not just pulling this out of your ass. Like you actually like confirmed that this, I could read this book and like recreate this thing and it would work. <laughs> that's amazing. It's impressive. I know that's, that's a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, it's my turn. Yes. On a happier note, I'm bringing a manga, um, which is like my favorite series I started this year and I'm obsessed with. And it's one I actually sent to Bethany in our manga swap and it's Skip and Loafer. Um, volumes one through six came out this year, pretty much. I think this year, maybe started in 2021. Either way, this is like the best of slice of life manga you can get where like they're in high school. She's moved to Tokyo from like the countryside and is just trying to get through life and like make friends and exist. And then there's like some really great reveals about her aunt who she's staying with that are just like really wholesome and sweet. Uh, they're a trans woman. And, um, like, it's just, like, accepted. Like, it's never questioned. And it's just, like, something you don't see in that format very often. And it just, honestly, like, every time I get a volume, I'm, like, busting through the book and, like, sad it's over. And then I'm mad because I'm never mad at a volume. Like, it's always good. Like, I'm never, like, oh, there's this issue. Like, usually I'll find an issue or two. Every volume I read, I'm, like, this is basically perfect. But it's just the cutest little, like, it's friend so group. It's cute. Crushes. Like, just that volume. very, like... You know, high school, just like 
Wholesome. I feel like you just used it's so wholesome. many adjectives that I have never had reason to use on my channel. <laughs> <laughs> You're awesome. True, true story. <laughs> I was like, those are words that I do not accurate. You're like, cute and wholesome? What? You're like, who's this? <laughs> it's fine. I'm going to take it all the way. Sweet and joyful. Real bad when we go to bed. Bad books. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those books that like feels like a warm hug. It's just the best. What is this joy you speak of? <laughs> I am it's not a really interesting feeling. <laughs> you get sometimes you know like maybe when you open your advent calendar is it like when you reread your favorite book about a torturer and you're yeah. like yeah yes, this is my totally like yeah and then you're like why does everyone totally recommend like me dark romance and we're like uh right there torture <laughs> <laughs> oh man it is a very cute manga I'll have to get more volumes at some point. Yeah, All right. It's, it's only stayed good. So that's like the best news ever. Six volumes it. in. Um, we're going to do a worst of the year next. Liana. I'm going first again. Wait, You're wait. So first. was Paper Menagerie. You're, you didn't actually pick one. You just like piggybacked on mine. No, that's Paper cheap. Menagerie yeah, was, was in my pick. stack. It was also, it was also, I believe like, I have a, like, you should also like get, as many books as there are. Should like, I should I around. pick another one? Okay. Like you're fine. allowed I'll to comment it. on the one that I picked, but also like But it was in my list yourself. of four that I picked for no, it's fine. I can get Oh, okay. One. I'm I sorry. Can, I mean, you got another okay. one. Okay. I'm very curious if Bethany are gonna have an overlap or not on a romance. Maybe. I'm not sure. I only have one romance right now that's in here. Oh my god. Okay, See, it's now fine. I have you to, don't like, have to pick another one. It's fine. It's fine. You know what? I'll do I'll do a nonfiction. You're putting her on the spot. Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin Wall Kimmerer. Um, indigenous wisdom and scientific knowledge and the teachings of plants. It is the most lovely, beautiful, fascinating book. And it's one that I recommend reading like a chapter a day sort of thing and not reading all at once it's kind of meditative you'll learn things that you never thought you would want to know about plants and the natural world and also be interested in it and really invested I you know like nature writing is not something I normally gravitate towards but I loved this it was beautiful and thoughtful and thought-provoking and I recommend it There you I go. gotta get to that one. <laughs> I was like, more words that, you're not used to. Also, <laughs> she reads like, the audiobook and she has the most soothing voice. Like, I feel like you just great. want me to be a monster though, because you're like this sweet, wonderful, contemplative book. <laughs> Worst of the year. What book do you hate? <laughs> it's fine. Whatever you say, I promise you the book I'm about to bring to the table is going to make you both be like, why did you read this? <laughs> so it's fine. Oh no. Oh man. <clears throat> well could choose the worst like nothing has dethroned it um I, the worst book of the year remains the worst book of the year but might save that for later as well okay um, but more recently empire of the vampire by jay Kristoff was um <laughs> was a lot i didn't expect to like it i wasn't planning to read it i was coerced into it and then i was the only one that actually finished it of the group <laughs> oh no um, wow I, uh, even though I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to hate this. That's why I'm not going to choose to read it. And then when so many people did like, like it and say it's his best yet. And I was like, I really don't think I'm going to like it, but okay. Like I, some people like it. I mean, like I'm, 
I'm okay with being wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I think I'll hate it, but if I like it, well, great. Um, it was so much worse than I could have possibly ex- anticipated. <laughs> I oh, didn't no. expect oh, to no. like it. And I was like, no, it's it's way, 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 way worse. Oh my gosh. Like, it's 800 pages of the most like masturbatory, um, like, guy who never aged out of hot topic um, i've never read his books but i feel like that is the description for them perfect <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. like i mean I, just, I don't even have words to describe it like the homophobia and the misogyny like it's not even the part that's the most offensive it's how bad the dialogue is that's the part that's the most offensive like i just there's i mean it's this kind of like quasi medieval french you know vibe so like they're all talking in english except for occasionally they, they use some french words so like ma famille and um we and uh <laughs> the like, most french know, words and then their names very are all like french and the main guy's yeah. name is like de Lyon. so the mm-hmm. the number of times someone makes a reference to like that meaning a lion and making like a metaphor out of that or making like oh, i'm no. like we get it his name means lion <laughs> it's a lot and um but then like there's this so it's this like medieval-esque right vampire french story and then this uh in the latter part of the book like our main brooding character who's telling his own story in the most lurid detail even though he doesn't actually want to be telling his own story he's been coerced into telling his own story and if i don't know about you but if i was coerced into telling my own story i probably wouldn't go into so much lurid detail and i probably wouldn't spend all this time detailing it and jumping in my own timeline and every time the person who demanded the story from me is like, hey, um, can you like tell it in order? I wouldn't say patience, silence. Let me tell it in my own way, even though like I don't want to be telling my own story. Um, but anyway, so his like this like youngish girl that's like in his care ish towards the end of the book. Um, she uh, he tells her to calm her tits about something. And then she later tells him to get off her tits about something because he's like pestering her and she's like get off my tits about that and it's just like it's stuff like that that i'm like i can't take this seriously no no i mean i have heard people use the phrase calm your tits but not in like a medieval french vampire french no that doesn't fit that doesn't work no no and the number of times that they use the f word is um it's actually more than the number of times they use the word true or truth. And I thought true would win because like the number of times that an expression like truth be told or if truth were told or to speak Mm. truth, like literally every page. And I was like, to the point where like after reading empire, the vampire, I was reading wisdom of crowds by Joe Abercrombie and he used the phrase truth be told. And I flinched. I was like, (laughs) I can't with that phrase anymore. (laughs) I feel like using the word fuck more than that though. Also like just, leans into the like 13 year old boy this is writing. how you know it's an adult book this is how you know it's yeah. edgy and super dark and serious you're not yeah. so how else metal would you know? yeah how else would you know from all the blood and all of the actual <laughs> no. fucking not just the word no no absolutely not you have to to reinforce how metal it is and right. how like adult it is exactly. um okay are you ready? Ready. For a book that you're going to ask me, why did you read this? Oh, no. Uh, Taken by the Snowman by Maggie <laughs> Alabaster. No. Okay. So why? I, 
listen, we, we know that you can convince me to read almost any bonkers book. True. And like, I love, they're fun. And I was like, this is going to be really funny. She's going to have like uh wide shoes with snowmen. Um, you would think it would have been full of sex. No, no, not full of sex, but she does in fact, brew a potion throw it on the snow because it doesn't work, and then is awoken by snowmen in her house, who she does bang. <laughs> Bethany, her face. And, I'm listening. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, like, again, bonkers premise. I'm expecting full, like, just going for it bonkers yeah. here, right? Like, we're going to just go for the wild storyline. No, it's, like, really boring and not that sex, like, not that much <laughs> sex happens. And I was just like, what is the point of this? Like, they don't even have carrots you for You can't Nick's. overdo like, it because you get hypothermia. <laughs> so was this like no, they a lot of fanfic? Like, no. I wish. That would have been funnier. <laughs> that <laughs> would have been funnier. Because they were like, they, she would talk about how like rounded they were on the bottom. <laughs> and I was like, how are they getting around? Oh, and then it, like, the tragedy of the like, 60 page novella is like them starting to melt and she has to find out how to figure out how to save them. How tragic. And it's just <laughs> it's like and at one point she makes a joke of like I'm glad I didn't flush the potion and I was just like I didn't need this visual of poop monsters coming out of your toilet because you flushed this potion that you thought didn't oh, work. Oh no. And it just like I read it because like it was going around like you know this the way the person described it made it sound more fun at the very least. Yeah. But this wasn't even fun. Like it wasn't even fun is the problem. Cause I can overlook it if it's fun. It's like, if yeah, it's whatever. Fun, it wasn't a great fine. book, but like it was fun. Like it wasn't even fun or that entertaining to read, but I just kept reading. Cause I was like, well, it's only like 50 pages, whatever. I guess we got to see how it ends. I mean, that's the thing. Like if you're going to do something that out there, you have to at least make it entertaining. Yeah, exactly. What are you going to do? Okay. Mm. All right, let me go with my most, probably, maybe, maybe most controversial worst of the year. <laughs> I kind of hated Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. There are people who loved it. <laughs> I did not love it at all. Um, first of all, and listen, I guess technically there's going to be spoilers for Project Hail Mary, but also I think it's Wait, dumb no, because I want to read it. Uh, well. Do you want to take your airplane? Your, listen, uh, I think it's dumb oh, that the, you probably know this anyway, because I think it's dumb that these this is considered a spoiler. Like this should just be in the premise of the book. Like whatever. But like this is the first book where he decides hey, let's have aliens be a thing. Surprise! <laughs> Halfway through the book. But, like, it makes no sense. And, like, from a linguistics perspective, it it's, it's so, it's so bad. In 10 hours, like, 10 hours, they're able to, like, fully communicate with each other when the aliens don't even use normal language. I don't know. Like, I just, it, it, and and the guy who is, you know, very similar to the main character in like The Martian and whatever is alone in the spaceship for reasons or whatever. And he doesn't have a background in linguistics, but somehow he's like 
has perfect pitch because it's a tonal language. So in like 10 hours of meeting this alien, somehow magically they use the same mathematical system that that like Western people use. I can't use suspender disbelief more. Come on now. <laughs> but everybody's like obsessed with the alien. Like, oh, the alien is so cute and sweet and their friendship's adorable. And I'm like, mm is it though is it i just it didn't i didn't care why careful um, bethany you're starting to sound like me reading books and being like people say this is cute but it makes no sense i don't care if it's cute that's a very mean okay. position to have. <laughs> that's true i'm okay with but you know what it wasn't done well like you have to at least, like i didn't find it cute like i think it's funny that that's what a lot of people say like a lot of the reviews talk about how much they love this relationship and i'm like i did not love the relationship also i didn't think it made sense and there were just like irritating things in the book like for instance when they have this like have to send i mean it's kind of okay like they have to save the universe for science reasons and they decide to send this guy who is a like middle school science teacher i mean yeah he technically has a phd but somehow he's like the best person like one of the best i mean people in the world if it was miss frizzle i would say good choice but yeah he's he's not miss frizzle and then it's an all-male crew you know why because they thought that they they were worried about like fraternization if they sent women i'm like what because gay people don't exist in this world also, men can't control themselves in this world. Also that, mm -hmm. I just... That anyway. was my first thought, honestly. I was like, why are we assuming that this would automatically be a problem? Right. Except like, that... The like, guys are just going to get desperate and start banging each other? Potentially? It'd be like, yeah, maybe I, I want to explore this. But the thing is, is, is none, of it, none of it is even prison. matters because, like, immediately <laughs> after they get into space, like all the other characters disappear from the story because he doesn't know how to write other characters. Like, he only knows how to write the same type of dude. Anyway, I, wonder I just, if, I, didn't, like he, I didn't like it. It was if terrible. If doing that was in any way a nod to the Forever War? I don't know if any of you's read the Forever War. Mm -hmm. No. But you've heard of it? No. No. It's a sci-fi <laughs> classic. Okay. Good. Um, it sounds vaguely familiar, but I, I don't know. I mean, it's called the Forever War because it's to do with, like, time dilation. So, like, this okay. guy who's, like, 30 years old has been at war for, like, thousands of years because of time dilation. Um, yeah, but anyway, that's not um, what's happening in this. But. No, no. But, like, in it, um, there's a thing where – because, like, in this future, um, I don't – it's whatever force he's a part of, whatever, like, intergalactic space force he's in, um, they, like – have an intentional rotation of bunk mates where like you're obliged you're like obligated to like sleep with each other on a rotating basis so that you won't have like jealousy and you won't have like problems everyone just like is told to fuck everyone else so that this will not be a problem is that that's the solution in the forever war so like having andy weir's book be like we will have no females <laughs> that's our solution that's our solution <laughs> i don't know which is worse but <laughs> yeah i i don't either that's interesting yeah anyway i just kind of hated it i did not have fun reading it at least the martian i found fun and entertaining this was i did not i the only reason i finished it is because my patrons voted on it for book club so i had to finish it <laughs> otherwise i would have dnf'd it so that's how i felt about empire of the vampire i was finishing it because i agreed to do a live show and yeah alex did not finish it so he just came to the live show and was like how did it end leanna <laughs> <sighs> They and were then I had, you. 
I had the joy of telling him that it literally ends the way that it begins. The same words, which are terrible words. Great. At least Project Hail Mary, I bet, does not do that. <laughs> no. You know, they just, they needed to add boning to the book and that would have fixed it. But just it, it was, you know, I, yeah, they, I mean, it would help. I don't know. Project Hail Mary, though, is like equ equally feels like sort of masturbatory white dude. <laughs> Self-insert. I, I just know. don't I just, like, like, I don't know if it's the romance reader in me, but like the, the amount of white dudes I read is so limited. So I'm just like, huh, that must be a weird experience. <laughs> there are some good ones. Sometimes. Like, and that's the I thing. Like, there are some, they're like Joe Abercrombie. Is a mm -hmm. white dude who writes great books with great female characters, and like know. you know, he and, is anyway. very much I just the think exception. It's funny, like, <laughs> as someone who like reads predominantly, like not in that, yeah. it's always interesting being like, oh yeah, I guess that is a whole thing in that genre, isn't it? I mean, speaking to Joe Abercrombie and being like, so how do you do this thing of writing female characters that are like human beings? And he's like, well, I I wouldn't have thought it was rocket science, and I was like, well, you would be surprised. <laughs> Surprisingly, it seems it might be. See, he had this radical idea of approaching them as humans. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? It's a weird concept, yeah. right? I know. Also, I love it's... how we've each talked about two books and we're almost halfway through our first <laughs> through our episode. So, you know, <laughs> lower we're expectations, fine. I guess. It's fine. Um, okay, let's do another favorite. I'm say, what you're saying is it's time to talk about the cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> if we, I'm saying if we speed it up slightly, we might get through every i don't know we'll see we'll see what we get through so i i pulled more than we uh were gonna do was my okay. i just All like right. went around and i was like what did i read this year and i was like oh yeah that was good oh yeah i like that oh yeah that was really good we can always so do some quick honorable mentions at the end and yep. today we don't have uh on my radar to do yeah so. that's true i didn't know that we didn't because yeah. I never prepared for it anyway. It's the year, like nothing's coming out that we haven't already talked about. So exactly, yeah. But you could be doing on your radar for January. No, we do that in January. I mean, we could, okay. I guess, but we're not. I'm not. I don't have anything for on my radar. I don't have anything. Like, okay. All right. Tell us your book, Liana. Leo <laughs> is so good. Nobody's so gonna good. hear you on the audio right now. I'm just murmuring about how good it is. Um, <laughs> lovingly stroking it. I have like yeah. four identical copies of this book, which is not on purpose. I for kept forgetting that I had ordered it and I kept ordering it again, like pre-ordering it. And then they all arrived and I was like, oh gosh, <laughs> I ordered a few. You need a um, spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> it is the third and final book in the Under the Northern Sky series, um, which... The Wolf, the first book, I've read now seven times. So I think you could say I like it. And uh, The Cuckoo is just, it's God tier. When I was like raving about it, to my, so like, okay. So I'm supposed to read The Cuckoo in January. I was not supposed mm -hmm. to read it already. And I was really going to wait until January. Um, but I reached out to the author asking, like, now, because I was like, it's probably going to take a while to schedule because he's in the UK. Um, yeah. So if he'd be open to being interviewed. And he was like, yeah, how's next week? And I was like, <laughs> so I was like, I better read the cuckoo immediately. So that I can yeah. ask you spoilery questions. So I was like, um, hey, guys, I'm just reading it now. And then like in two days, 
I read it in two days because I needed to, but I also think I would have read it in two days even if I hadn't. Like, I went in going, like, I need to read this fast, mm -hmm. but it wasn't difficult to read it fast. I could not put it down. Um, and I, it was, oh my gosh. Like, I, when I was, like, raving about it to my patients, when I told them, I was like, I'm reading it early because of these reasons. And I was like, oh my God, you're not ready. Oh my God, it's so good. And um, they were like, you weren't even this dramatic about talking to Joe Abercrombie and about Wisdom of Crowds. And I was like, not to be dramatic, but the cuckoo is better than Wisdom of Crowds. <laughs> wow. <laughs> One of my patients, he was like, and that's, that's when I decided... One of my patrons, he was like, that's when I decided I should read this series. <laughs> when Lana was like, it's a lot better than Wisdom of Crowds. <laughs> so, yeah, I can't really say that much about it because it's the third book in a series and it's the final book in the series. So it would be quite spoilery. But anyway, it's an alternate history. The whole series is where like, what if more than one humanoid survived the Ice Age to form language and culture? So in medieval Europe, it's not just us. We have other humanoids around um and so it's like war and politics and battle and conspiracy and whatever and oh oh my gosh the cuckoo is just it's chef's kiss so good so insanely good I love what a finale, like is that good though like yes for that's sure so nice that's and like so nice. it's um this is the longest one in the series um mm -hmm. it's like almost double the length of the first one um which like a little bit made me nervous when I saw it because I was like, you know how authors just get like a bit mm -hmm. long winded at the end. And I was yeah. like, uh oh. But actually, he, I think, because he told when I talked to him, then he said he originally intended this series when he envisioned it to span more years than it actually does to be longer. So I think he did end up kind of like cramming in a bunch of stuff that he mm -hmm. had originally thought would be like spread out over time. Um, so for a book that's that long, it is actually like there was so and I was talking to some of my patrons who also were like, I guess we're going to read it now, too. <laughs> we're uh, when we were talking about it, we were like, it's so crazy by the end when you think back to the beginning of the book and you're like, yeah, all of that happened in this book. Like that was from this book that that happened. That seems like forever ago because uh, there's mm -hmm. just like so much that happens. Wow. So good. Yeah. That's exciting. So exciting. I love, I just, I love when a finale like pays off for people because there's nothing more depressing. <laughs> I mean, I had the most massive book hangover. Like I legitimately could not read anything else for days. I was like, no, I, nope, cannot do it. Yeah, but... <laughs> uh, all right. Mine is the, one of the books that made me cry this year and I don't cry at a lot of books. And it is again by J.L. Seegers. She is an indie author. Um, her other book was like it's very long so I went with this one because it was a novella to like try out her writing and I was blown away because it's a marriage redemption story so they were married childhood sweethearts got a divorce because she was convinced that he was cheating mm. and they are going to a resort in Mexico for their siblings wedding together and they end up like reconnecting on the trip and truths come out about what was going on big content note some of their issues stemmed around infertility stuff so that's going to be hard for some people to read but it just like blew me away to read like a redemption of a marriage that like kind of fell apart but like they still really had strong feelings for each other and we're like trying to sort through them and how they got there it was so good it was so so good it was just one of those things like i put it down and was like holy crap you did that in 100 and under 200 pages it's so, like, I'm dying to read her long book now, but I was just like, you pulled that off in that short a time. I cannot wait to see where we go in the other one. And we just, That's we don't awesome. get a lot of marriage redemption. So I'm always yeah. excited to, to get like- The latest Kennedy novel. Ryan is, is that 
Mm-hmm. It is. And I'm, I'm excited for it, too, because I just it's, it's a change of pace. Yeah. What was the title of that one? Again, by J.L. Seegers. Again. OK. It's cool. too bad. Um, Christina, what's her name? Poland Bananas Books stole the title again, but better, because that would be a good title. For that it one, would. It again, like. but better. <laughs> yeah, it would. That's true. What's her name? Christina Reach. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? The booktuber. Yes, I know who you're talking about. And I do not remember her last name. Well, Christine anyway, Rocio, you know her book is. I yeah, I think so, you're right. Yeah, her book is called Again But Better. Yeah, yeah. I didn't read it, but yep. Um, okay, so <laughs> the next one I'm going to do is Siren Queen by Nevo. I feel like I've been gushing about this all year because I just I loved this so much. I feel like this is a book that is not everybody's thing at all. Like there are people who really Why do I feel like you're looking at me and being like, Leanna, don't ruin my life by reading it and hating it. (laughs) It's a lot of vibes, which like not everybody likes, but I really loved it. And I, yeah, this was one of my favorite things I've read this year. So um, this is set in an alternate version of the golden age of Hollywood, except there's magic and like sort of fae like magic that is being used by Hollywood studios to control actors and stuff. And the main character is a um, young Asian woman who wants to be on screen and like, It's about like the predatory, it basically is like literalizing predatory practices of Hollywood studios at the time, especially towards young women and young women of color. And it is also a sapphic book. So there's some steamy (laughs) bits of that. I just, I really, really loved this. It is kind of dark and drawing on a lot of things from this time period. It's a lot of vibes. I love Nevo's writing, but yeah, this was, it just blew me away and i didn't go in with super high expectations because but yeah i i loved it you've sold me on that book with how much you've talked about it so i have i feel like i'm the only person gushing about it this year but that's okay it's uh, i can love it enough for everybody <laughs> what what else did nevo write before that um so thing. nevo wrote um the empress of salt and fortune and um and also did that great gatsby retelling which i liked okay i didn't love it as much as this but um it was was like a magical the the something in the the chosen and the beautiful okay yeah yeah i just i was like i I know who that is what did they write i know yeah Yeah. (laughs) i read empress of salt and fortune this year okay yeah All right. Are we ready for another round of worst of the year? Yes. I'm so excited. (laughs) I I love um, people's worst lists, so it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I am that person. I didn't forget it this time. Norwegian Wood by Haruki Murakami is the most horrifying book that I've read in my life. Not this year. My life. I am... 
so scarred. Not, I mean, I'm scarred by the reading the book. I am more scarred by knowing that that book is lauded and highly regarded. Like, that is horrifying to me. I do not understand it. I will never understand it. No one can make that make sense to me. It's about um, a character that has so little personality um, that genuinely, my friend Hillary, who I was reading it with, we had a going theory since Haruki Murakami does dip into speculative fiction. We were like, so he's dead, right? Like, that's why he's nothing? Because we're going to find out he's been dead this whole... No, he's not dead. It's not speculative. He's just nothing. Um, but this nothing of a human um, is loved by all the women that encounter him. Of course. And, um, mm-hmm. That just... The, the, I... I didn't know to be afraid of the things that are in this book. Like these were not things that I knew to be concerned about encountering in books. I was like, what (laughs) is this book? Like, I don't understand. This is so horrifying. And everyone is acting like it's fine in this book. And our main character is acting like it's fine. And everyone's acting like our main character is great. And I just, who, what? (laughs) What is the point of this? If this is wish fulfillment for the author, holy God, like, no. Like what? I mean, I, it's like I, super yeah. spoilery, but so like he's um he's a student in um the like I think it's the seventies or eighties um mm-hmm. and he just okay so like a friend of his the, like these friends of his like um the girl ends up in a sanatorium but that's like after they have a very questionable encounter. And um, she goes there and he like visits her and he just like only objectifies her. Like this is supposed to be a great love story, but he only ever thinks about or talks about how she looks. Um, But it's like not painted by the book as like a problem. It's like, oh yeah, like he's in love with her. She's a perfect child at all. And um, some of the true horror of the book is when the roommate in the sanatorium of this friend of his shares her story and why she's there. And um. It involves children and she just tells him this story and he's like, hmm. and then goes back to just like live in his life. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you have no reaction to what that woman just told you. You are fine with her being the roommate of your fragile, delicate China doll friend who you're in love with who's here. And then he uses it and abuses other women, but those are meaningless encounters to him. So like, it's true love. Like he's like emotionally faithful to the China doll because like, he treats other women like objects. So, you know, great guy. Obviously. Um, it's just like, it's so horrifying the whole time. I was just like, there's like a moment that's casually mentioned where um he's just like thinking about or talking about like some night on the town. His, his roommate is like the real jerk, um, not like our main character. Um, but he uh, has had a night out on the town with his roommate. And he's just like, it's just like recapping it. It's like not a big moment in the book or anything. And he's talking about how they were, had these girls that they were with and... The one that our main character was with, well, at first she put up a terrific fight, but, you know, eventually, like, they, like, got together, blah, blah, blah. And this is just, like, in passing. And I was like, that is assault! <laughs> like, well, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like, this is our main yeah. character? Just, ex- that's a night out on the town. Like, I I just, I have no words. <laughs> that book is horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so some bad. of I mean, and, like, some of it doesn't surprise me. I read 1Q84 by Murakami which I had I had very complicated feelings about because there were parts of it that I loved and then there were parts of it that were horrifying. 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that's... Well, I saw a review that was, like, amazingly hilarious to me because, like, they're, like, they should have seen, like, the writing on the wall or the, the red flags early um, when they realized that Haruki Murakami did not understand that the Norwegian wood referenced in the song Norwegian Wood by the Beatles is Swedish furniture or Scandinavian furniture, not a forest, which was clearly not understood by Haruki Murakami. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Okay. Izzy? Uh, On a a lighter? No. Just like a general disappointment? Mm -hmm. Um, Under one roof, the Allie Hazelwood, like, little trilogy of novellas that came oh, out that yeah. were, like, repurposed fix. So, like, I, listen, I know people didn't like Love Hypothesis. It's fine. I enjoyed it a lot. I really had fun with it. I don't mind uh, books with the fix serial numbers filed off if it's done right, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. In a way, it doesn't feel like, like, I, I feel weird about, like, a movie of it because, like, what do you do? Cast the same people and make them play? Like, it's just weird, right? But I just, like, I wanted them to be just so fun. And the more I think about them, the, like, sadder I get. Because I feel like they were just, like, besides the middle one, which I liked the most, where they're stuck in an elevator together. um, They were just kind of, like, take the same story, like, flip it a little, tweak it a smidge, and then put it into another, you know what I mean? Like, into another, Did you read Love on the Brain? Not yet, no. Because it is also basically the same yeah that's that's Except why i haven't worse. read it yet i haven't read it yet but yeah i just i don't know i i liked stuck on you which was the elevator one that was the second book but like the book one and two in that trilogy of little it's just it just makes you sad yeah you just you just like i don't i don't want to see people that like write a book that i quite enjoyed then write have something come out where i'm like mm, yeah no this is just like i mean i think the people who are yeah I think the people who are enjoying them like that mm-hmm. it's the same. I do, I do. I don't disagree with you either. And it's one of those ones where, like I said, it's not like a, I absolutely loathe this. It's just like a, oh, when I remember that came out this year and I listened to them, I'm a little sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just a little sad about it. It's fine. Just That's a little fair. sad. That's but yeah, fair. they're all just weird Raylo slash later Star Wars fix. Yeah. Thrown in a little mix and bowl. A very little one, though. Like, they barely, you know. Like, some of the Star Wars just barely comes off. Yeah. So, my next one is wildly popular on TikTok. Um, Verity by Colleen Hoover. I had forgotten that I read that this year. I somehow I thought it was last year. This. Have you not seen my vlog? Oh, my God. Izzy. I did a a spoilery reading vlog where I read Verity and It Ends With Us. I hated both of them. I completely missed this. Why would you do that, though? Because I was doing a project where I was Was the project I Desire Pain? Anthony and I make a lot of bad choices, okay? We're not going to discuss this publicly on the internet right now. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we're like, this, let's read some things that are popular on TikTok and see how it goes. And I was doing a video series. And I also thought, I don't think I'll like Colleen Hoover, but I feel like I should give her a chance. So I did. And I was not a fan. Um, I mean, for having the reputation I do of like ranting about books, literally never in my life have I been like, that book is probably terrible. I'm going to read it. Like, literally never. It's only when y'all make me um, read books. And I'm like, you know I'm going to hate this. Why are you making me read it? 
Well, I mean, I thought. I feel maybe, like Verity would have been your best chance at liking her. That Well, that's the thing is Verity was already on my TBR. And so I let somebody else, like I let other people suggest books for me. So I would pick one that I picked for myself that I thought I might like. And then I picked from the comments of a video like the things that were most thumbs up or most often commented. And so Verity, I already had a copy of because it sounded like something that would be interesting to me. And then um, It Ends With Us was something that several people in the comments had suggested, which is why I read it. So it's supposed to be a thriller, but it was so horrifying. Like the explicit child abuse alone was just horrific to read especially as a parent i just i was not prepared for it i thought the ending was stupid uh, anyway i did not i i hated it i mean i have like a whole spoilery video about it but uh, no i have not met anyone who like reads a lot that has liked that book everyone <laughs> i know that is like i love colleen hoover i was like oh yeah well what else do you that's all i read and i'm like yeah Okay. Her books are like lifetime movies, basically. It's that's what they are. They're like they are fast paid, like they're they're easy to read. They like are. you can they're page turners. Mm -hmm. Like the the prose is very simple and it's the kind of prose that you can just like fly through. So like I understand why people like them because especially for someone who doesn't read a lot, the fact that you can get through a pretty lengthy book very quickly because of the way she writes, it probably, you know, and it's a page turner, so you probably feel like, mm -hmm. oh wow, this is but objectively, if you like actually think about what you're reading it's terrible yeah it's emotional manipulation the book that too that too yeah yeah so that was and like repeated after every book so you're just like <sighs> oh it's the same gimmick all the time yeah but it's not, not even a fun gimmick no it was not pleasant anyway so yeah that was definitely a least favorite for me Let's move on to a more positive thing. Let's do another favorite. Yes. <laughs> well, <clears throat> my obsession earlier this year that I also was a bit like only talking about that and nothing else after I read it. And I know Bethany does not agree. <laughs> oh, boy. Shade City by Fonda Lee. Oh, it's fine. I don't hate it. I just, it just, I know, my... but I mean, like, when people are obsessed about it and yeah, you're like, yeah, nah. yeah. <laughs> I don't get yeah. it. I read it and I was like, because I am always the one with the unpopular opinion. So like, not only did I love it, the relief I felt about loving it, the fact that a popular book that I like, that I didn't read yeah. it going, sorry guys, once again, this hyped thing, I don't get it. I was like, I super get it. I love this so much, <laughs> which is just a delightful feeling. Um, yeah, I still need to read Jade you. Legacy. I have not read that yet. And I thought I would this year. But yeah, alas, that has not occurred. Jade Ward. I know one thing about that series, so that's great. <laughs> it's the it's one about... thing. Go ahead. It's piercings. Oh. <laughs> that's piercings? all I know. <laughs> yeah. okay. There are some piercings. It's yeah, I know. About, uh, nipple piercings, I'm pretty sure is what I remember. That was the review that like went through my Goodreads. And I went, huh, okay. Okay. I mean, they wear jade in every possible way that they can. So yeah, I know yes, it makes sense. Also, yeah. that just yeah. didn't expect. Listen, just not what I expect <laughs> when I see this going through my Goodreads feed, where someone's like commenting on that, and I was like, okay, mm. interesting. Not, not the I mean, it's, I this in. it's definitely so not that like you, you finished someone. Jade's 
Yeah, it's not like you finish Jade City and you go, my overwhelming impression of this book is nipple piercings. Like, nipple piercings? Really? No. That's not the I experience think... of reading it. <laughs> I, I mean, I would assume not, which is what the weird part about it is. But I was like, huh, okay. It's like, maybe I'll check it out. This sounds interesting. Lots of piercings. That's fun. Oh, it's like, I think it's, it's the romance movie. readers on my... <laughs> Hmm. oh yeah we point yeah. out weird things it's fine we're weird you know it's like if that. peaky blinders was taking place in like modernish magical asia-ish yeah setting yeah I, which i think a, a thing that i have learned this year is that i should trust my instincts on the things that i don't like because sometimes there are tropes that i'm like i don't like this trope but everybody else seems to like this particular book that has that trope so maybe i should try it and nine times out of ten i'm like no what trope are you talking about for so this one i don't like mafia type stories Uh was Mm -hmm. that would that be considered a trope i just think that's like a genre okay well i don't like the genre it's like a it's a trope genre it's kind of a both I feel like either way, it's a thing that I generally don't super enjoy. And uh, I do. (laughs) I know. And that is one reason I was like, maybe I should try this one. I might actually like it. You might. You might. (laughs) Like, because that's the thing is like, I think if I liked that, I probably Mm would have liked because I still liked the book. And it is also like pretty fast paced and fast paced and easy to read. And like a lot of fantasy books. You might like it actually, Izzy. You might, you might try it. Well, it's been on my like try it radar for like when I do a vlog Mm -hmm. eventually where I read like some of the popular titles that I've been like, I should try that in other non-romance genres. It's very unputdownable. I could see you liking it. That's always, I love that though. Like I love it. Like that's my go-to. If it's a book I can't put down, I'm thrilled. Yeah, that's all I ever want. I was like picking it up all nervous, like, okay, I'm reading Jade City. And I sat there, I was like, I think I'm finishing this tonight. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best, though. Oh, it's the best feeling. I love, I love when you just like pick a book up and can't put it down. Yeah. Yep. I, whereas I feel like for me, a lot of the, there are exceptions to this, like rare exceptions. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why I keep trying things. But like, Overall, I feel like this year has been a lot of like, I don't usually like this thing, but everybody's saying this particular version of it is great. Maybe I'll try it. And then I'm like, mm, <laughs> so I am excited about Fonda Lee's novella, though, because I'm hoping that maybe I'll like that one better. It's not, not the one that's in the dream bones. No, 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 no. Untethered Sky. It's like a totally different. Because there is a novella she released called The Jades of yes. Shanlune. Yeah, no, not that one. She's got one coming out in 2023 um cool is he okay. uh delilah green doesn't care which is the one that i'm not sure if it's on your list or not bethany it's not but it's 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 great i love it the the one that the romance good reads choice award was stolen from <laughs> yes uh this follows uh delilah green who swore she was never going to go back to her hometown she goes back and is helping with her sister's like upcoming wedding and she meets her sister's friend astrid um and it's just like this romance with her who's like a single mom, bisexual, pansexual. I can't remember which exactly on page. And like, it's just like, it is very, it is a little angsty. I, I like, I've seen critiques about like it kind of being like, she's a little There's messy. There's a lot of but, family like, drama. I don't but care. I, really I like like <laughs> I liked how messy they were because it felt real though. Like it felt like the thing of like, I mean, I don't have a hometown like that, but what I imagine it would be like if there was somewhere that you like lived for 18 years and left and never wanted to go back because everyone was just awful to you. Like, I get it. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, and like 
Delilah's life was messy. Like she had lost her mom. She's lost her dad. She's just got her stepmom left and her stepsister. Like that's a lot to deal with. And it just was so cute and sweet and just like adorableness and sapphic, which made my heart so happy to see like a sapphic book reach mass popularity like this. Cause we don't, we don't get that very often. I feel like and yeah. 2022 was kind of the year of the sapphic romances in a really nice way. Like we had a lot come out this yeah. year. So I was just, it was just so good. It should have won. hundred percent should have won. I agree. Well, I'm going to do my romance, um, which is A Caribbean Heiress in Paris by Adriana Herrera. Uh, I love this. I really love that we are finally starting to get more Mm -hmm. historicals by authors of color that are not just Beverly Jenkins, as much as I love Miss Bev. Um, So this is great. It's set in like 1889 Paris during the World Fair, follows an Afro-Caribbean woman who is traveling there from the Dominican Republic to sell her rum. And she meets a Scottish man who makes a whiskey and they have a romance and it's great. I, yeah, I just really loved it. It was fun. It was cute. It also was like actually you know, addressing issues of the time in terms of like racism and stuff. I just, I just think this is great. I'm very, very excited for the next book in the series. I think the book two is sapphic actually too. So there's going to be like, um, it is. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So there's going to be multiple books in the series, but it makes me happy because I'm seeing a lot more of this because I think for a long time, this period of history was kind of whitewashed, even though we know mm-hmm. that there were people of color who lived all over the world back in like the 17, 1800s. Um, and so it's kind of cool to see that. So I really love this. It was a lot of fun. One of my favorite romances of the year and one I would love to see more people pick up. So we've been talking for a while. Why don't we do another round except like quickly where we're going to do like a, a quick knit least favorite and a quick favorite oh okay and finish with that i gotta find another least (laughs) oh okay i was prepared for that but i am ready i have one (laughs) okay yeah yeah. let's hear it okay um darling girl which the author escapes me um is sold as a peter pan retelling it is not a peter pan retelling it is like if a lifetime movie was like, what if I also mentioned Peter Pan in here so that I could mm. like market it off of that? And it's it's the most horrendous thing. And it's like ruining Peter Pan. Like <laughs> that's really disappointing. That's NC seventeen yeah. Peter Pan, like um what is it like uh what's the word I'm looking for? Like not besmirching his honor, but like just like ruining <laughs> <laughs> the name of Peter Pan. Like, how dare you? <laughs> oh, it's so oh, bad. Man. And, like, okay, oh, wow. the main character is, like, this... Uh, she's a science lady who, like, she's the descendant of the of Wendy Darling. Um, and she owns a company called Darling Cosmetics. And one of their best products is Pixie Dust. And it's just, like... Of course. Oh, of but course. so, you know, she's a science lady because she wears a lab coat and, like, has beakers and stuff. But, like, her son... <laughs> reaches into the oven because she's making chicken and potatoes for dinner um and separate thing like it's a pan of potatoes and a separate thing with the chicken in it and he reaches mm-hmm. into the oven to pull out a 
potato before dinner's ready. And he's like, I know. Cause she like, is like, Hey, Hey, Hey. And he's like, I know, I know salmonella. And she's like, right. And it's like, no wrong. You don't get salmonella from uncooked potatoes. Science lady. So like, <laughs> it's just a very, very stupid book. It's <laughs> a bad science. Yeah. No kidding. Wow. Uh, that okay, takes very... one Google. You don't need to have yeah. like science, deep science knowledge. <laughs> I don't know. Next time I look at potato, I'll be like, salmonella. <laughs> it's the wrong lesson to take from this. Is yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> it's the one I'll take. Uh, mine's another one that was like a TikTok read that was just like, it made me sad because I wanted to like it because I love a good, like really dark romance. And this was Haunting Adeline by H.G. Carlton. I do want to caveat that some of the issues I'm going to talk about here are being fixed currently because she did listen to feedback. So like, respect for the fact mm-hmm. that she listened to feedback and is fixing it but it follows very quickly like a girl who is reading the diary of her grandma who was also being stalked and lives in this house that like her mom calls cursed and all these things it's like this old mansion and she's actively being stalked by this guy Zade, who is like he is like this big time like he saves all these kids from child trafficking and all these things and it turns into the end being this weird QAnon conspiracy situation that apparently the author did not realize like all of that is like anti-Semitic uh, based and like really, really dangerous rhetoric to base a cult off of in your book. Um, and also I got really mad because they had sex in the back, the back of a Mustang and that is, it's like physically not possible. I'm going to tell you I'm five foot three and it is not possible in the positions that she described to do that. <laughs> Have I done that? Maybe. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> I'm saying it made me very angry that she was like, yeah, they're like, she's like over. The, I was like, this would not work. This would not work. You would just be face first into the dash or face first into the gear shift. Just, no. So again, just ugh, annoying. Just, you know, get the Barbie dolls out and let's diagram this properly before we put it I in love that Katie that. Robert does that, which is hilarious. It so just, what like, we've learned I, it, is that you should Google how you get salmonella. You should Google the dimensions of a Mustang. You should do some basic Googling before yeah, you write I your drew, book. No, I literally, my tweet went viral. I grabbed the inside picture and drew it on my, like, iPad with my iPad with my pencil to like sketch it out because I was like this does not work and I was like I don't want to sit here and go and tell you exactly why I know this doesn't work but like I promise you this doesn't work there's no way and he's like 6'4 like I was like this doesn't work he is too tall his knees are hitting the back (laughs) it's impossible Mustang back seats are tiny it's impossible saving us all from inaccurate sex scenes Thank you, Izzy. <laughs> the Lord's work over here. Indeed, indeed. Oh, man. No, I do love it, Leanne. I don't know if you know this because you probably don't follow her, but Katie Robert uses Barbie dolls to make sure that sex scenes she's writing actually work, especially with multiple people. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> Which I'm like, smart. It makes sense, though. Like, it makes sense. You've got to know. I want to believe that my favorite authors who write a lot of like um, fighting and combat do this as well, but with Ken dolls. Oh, um, yeah. To like make sure that. Yes. Right. I hope so. I Joe Abercrombie, when he's writing like Logan Nine Fingers <laughs> fighting somebody, he does it with a Ken doll <sighs> that's missing a finger. <laughs> yeah. We need to see uh, next time you interview Abercrombie, you should say, hey, can you show us your Ken doll collection of characters? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. 
Um, okay, my final least favorite was one that I read for this podcast. <laughs> It was the Zodiac Academy book. I almost picked it, but I had a feeling. I had a feeling. I was say, we did first law for most of the podcast this year. So if you're about to say <laughs> it wasn't a first law book, it was for our, we did a romance episode on the Zodiac Academy. It was another one of those TikTok picks. And it was just, I, oh God. I had first so much of all, fun reading the second book instead of the first one for a song. Oh Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, my God. That was God. great. I was like, I'm so confused. Oh, you're in book two. Oops. Yeah. I don't get the bully romance thing. Like, mm-hmm. no. No. It doesn't work for me. And all, like, I don't want, like, people who are literally being cruel to you and then you find them sexy. No. No, thank you. Also, um, she does what I like to call everything in the kitchen sink world building, which is that, like, more of everything that exists in any fantasy world possible is better. Mm-hmm. regardless of whether it makes sense that's they i should say they because there's you know how i get about series. world building so oh not for you <laughs> oh my not god <laughs> i i have to say liana it would be hysterical though to see you do <laughs> but you <laughs> see this is something i will never do i will never be like that book sounds terrible let me go and that's read true. it <laughs> It's true. We should like advocate. And people will tell you have to read the first four to get the world building. Read the first four to get the world building. People are like, it gets better four books in. I'm like, no, I'm not reading four books to like, oh my God. Anyway, I mean, it's like a popcorn read for some people, I guess, but I, no. Mm -mm. It's very popcorn y. I see the appeal, but who knows? One day I may just drop a vlog in which I read all of it because I decided I needed popcorn reads that are ridiculous, but I doubt it. It will not be me. Mm-mm. No. One was enough. All right. Quickly hit me with one more favorite. The closest. I was about to say, I don't do popcorn reads. My popcorn is torturous. But like the closest that I've come to enjoying a popcorn read, a book that I didn't, I mean, I wanted to read it, but I was like, I, uh, I might not like it. Is Carry On by Rainbow <laughs> Rowell. <laughs> That's I binged the entire trilogy. I read, okay, I read Fangirl because I was like, I want to read Carry On and I have to read Fangirl first. And everyone's like, you don't have to read Fangirl first. And I was like, I have to read Fangirl first. And like, fine, read Fangirl first. I was like, I don't want to read Fangirl. But anyway, I did read Fangirl and I actually really liked it. And then I immediately read Carry On and then immediately just like binged the whole trilogy. Um, this is the most like adorably sweet and charming and hilarious little fanfic of a fic. I just like doesn't exist. Look at you really using all of those words. All oh the my words. God. I, I finally like understand. I had a peek into the world of like appreciating this kind of story. Uh, I got a bunch of my patrons to read it, and a bunch of my patrons love it now too. Oh, it's so cute and funny. Uh, and one of my patrons, his um, his real name is Bass, like with an S, but he changed his name on the Discord to B A Z <laughs> for Bass from Carry On. Um, I, and honestly, like I speaking of world building. I'm also like the magic system in Carry On makes more sense than the magic system in Harry Potter. I'm just saying, and it's it's true. <laughs> Take it, since Rowling has been on her <sighs> wildness again. <laughs> I was confused for a minute. I didn't hear the Rowling part, and I was like, "Wait, what?" 
never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what did she do? That's wild. Oh, I legitimately I never thought of this before, but the way that this is a fanfic of Harry Potter and the author's name is Raoul. That's that's Wait. why my brain was like, wait, what did I miss today? <laughs> never and I was like, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Is it a pen name? Rainbow Rowell? It sounds like her a name, pen name. Her first name is actually Rainbow. I know oh. that. Huh. I, I remember that when I read it forever ago because I was curious because like I think her mom's like a big hippie. Oh yeah. I think she was like tweeting about it at some point, but that was like forever ago. I feel like I remember that being real. Yeah. Um Okay. You might be right. That's interesting. Three left. Which one do I pick? Okay, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the Vicious Lost Boy series by Nikki Sancro. We're gonna lump them all together because they all came out this year so far. This is the uh the opposite of your Peter Pan situation. Uh, this is a why choose Peter Pan uh, that is absolutely filthy. This is definitely dark romance. This is not for everyone. Proceed with caution. Uh, <laughs> check your content warnings, etc. But this series is the like perfect. They're like all there's four books, three, four, three, something like that. Like perfect, like popcorny read that like I get the new one and I blow through it and I'm just like, oh, this was so much fun. And it's just a delight. And there's like some fun world building and interesting like worlds and characters happening. And like by book three, we have some setups for spinoff series about other characters, including like Croc and Hook, perhaps hooking up in this spinoff, I'm hoping. Um, so yeah, it just is one of those ones that like I fly through. Wait, I'm sorry. Did the Croc eat yeah. Hook's hand and then they also... Then so the Croc out? is a human man. Did it eat Hook's book. hand? <laughs> is... It's a big spoiler if I tell you this. Okay, I'm just saying like, like that's a, it, yes, a bad but no. for a relationship. Yes, but no. Again, it's it's not so you know. There's a whole thing. I don't yes, but know. No. <laughs> there's a whole but no, but like it's like anything. There's like romance reasons. So there's a whole thing to like how he um. It's not him actually doing it. Let me put it that. This way. is the world I know not of, so I have I know. zero idea. This is but the I problem though. It. I'm like, how do I explain this without like spoiling a huge portion of book three? Okay. So I can't tell you. Because <laughs> okay. I don't want to just like spoil it for everyone. You can tell us after. You can I'll tell, tell you us after. after. I'll explain okay. it after. Because yeah. All right. But yeah. Just it's just a we if you told me I was gonna be into a Peter Pan retelling, I told you tell you you were nuts because I just it's not my favorite classic kids story. Kids kids story with quotes. It is my favorite classic kids story. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you should try. <laughs> Maybe. I'll just say that's exactly why I won't try it because you're besmirching the name of Peter Pan. <laughs> Not my Peter. I feel like she's leaning into the bad, like the the um the problem bits. We'll call it that. Interesting. I'll put it this way. I don't like the movie Hook that everyone likes because I'm like, Peter Pan is not a 40-year-old man with a mortgage absolutely not the end okay. you might not then because yeah it i don't know it's one of those ones it just surprised me all right bethany all right um i'm gonna go with um one of the rare YA contemporary books that i really love and another one that made me cry that uh, deserved to have won the goodreads choice awards for ya all my rage by sabah tahir it's amazing. It won the National Book Award. It totally deserved it. Um, 
So this is like outside my normal wheelhouse. I picked it up just because I've liked Subbateer's by fantasy. And I was like, well, this is a thing she's been working on for a long time. Let me try it. And surprise, it was one of my favorite things I read. It's um, kind of a lot about trauma, I guess. It's about two brown kids from immigrant families who are dealing with a lot of stuff. and their relationship with each other and the things that they're going through and it's really good and it made me cry so yeah it's great i don't know if that makes it sound appealing but it's really good i think what we've learned is if a book makes you cry that means it's good yeah because it doesn't tears don't lie tears don't <laughs> lie true, at least i don't me. cry at any books so yeah I feel this it's true it made you feel yeah. something it made me feel something and not in a, like a manipulative way so i thought it was great all right so there you go our best and worst of the year Hopefully that was helpful for somebody. It was certainly fun to talk about. If you enjoy the podcast, we appreciate if you take a moment to rate and review us so we can continue to reach more listeners. And as always, if you're interested in getting early access to episodes as well as exclusive bonus content with every episode, uh, consider supporting us on Patreon. Thanks to all of our supporting patrons, including our world-expanding patron, Trina. You all make what we do possible. And we will be back with the very first episode of Season 3 in January. Me and Izzy will be back January 10th for our romance anticipated releases of 2023. And then if you're joining me and Leanna in the Witcher read-along, stay tuned. The last Tuesday evening of January we'll be going live to talk about the the last wish, right? The last wish. The last wish by Anders Sapkowski. I'm like, like, I don't do you have need my help? <laughs> I'm I like, I don't like, have it in front book, of me, and I'm questioning whether I'm getting this right, but I think so. But so. you're wrong, Izzy. It's not Witcher book number one. It's Witcher book number 0.5 or whatever. I know. It's not actually one that you're supposed to start with, but I mean, it'd be but my best guess. Yes. But join <laughs> us. We'll be back, and uh, we hope you all have a wonderful end of the year. Happy New Year. And we're your hosts all together, Bethany, Leanna, and Izzy. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Chapter 3 Podcast. You can always find us on our individual YouTube channels. The next episode will be available when I said. And this episode's yeah. bonus content will be available to patrons in the next few days. Thanks for listening. <laughs>